content of the following program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or cure. Always consult your physician or a health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Ready, set, go! And the truth shall set you free! Welcome to One Life Radio. We are going higher indeed, everyone. Happy Furbulous Friday and welcome to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell and Marie Early. We are broadcasting live from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. How you guys doing? Good. Doing well. <laughs> Happy Furbulous Friday. Happy I've Furbulous Friday. Mine barefoot, and I've got my Furbulous feet on my Furbulous dog Love. He's right at my feet under the desk, and I've got your, my your uh, feet are furry. My feet are warm. Are, are they're, you a hobbit? <laughs> they're furry because I'm on his furry paws. Ah, feels so good. I feel so connected. I feel Furbulous. <laughs> I, I, I'm not kidding. I have bare feet, and my feet are on my butt. Bo- I, I, I my believe you're barefoot paws. most of the time. I am. How'd you know that? I, I love being barefoot. That that that's not a hard assumption. <laughs> I miss barefoot. Oh my gosh! Well, it's great to be here. Always great to be here, and it is Furbulous Friday, and tomorrow is the big St. Patrick's Day parade celebration here in Big D on uh, Greenville Avenue, a tradition here in Dallas. And uh, are you going, Jerry? Mary? I mean, Marie? <laughs> I'm not going to the parade, but I... You're having a private party at Joni's house, aren't yes. you? Yes. Well, it's not too private. It's on a street that's pretty active on Green Lower yeah. Greenville, where everybody yeah. is, so it's fun to watch. Am I invited again? Yes, of okay, course. Okay, I'll stop by for some green something. <laughs> Burn in her furry feet. <laughs> my furry feet. Oh, I'm, my gosh. <laughs> I'm making mint julep jello shots. Oh, nice. Mint Did julep you? jello shots. Yes. Fancy. <laughs> you have to eat what? those with your pinky out? <laughs> Did you know? I, we've never talked about this. We could do a show on this. That Marie is a jello shot expert. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. We thought about doing a business a few years ago. She and Lexi and I doing a, a jello shot business, but we never we never did it. But That's too bad you're not going to the parade. They, they shower you with jello shots when you're in the parade. Oh, yeah. No, no. Well, I may go to the parade. You know, I've got all my bars of Irish Spring I was going to throw out to the audience. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. But we've got, a, we've got a green show today. We've got a really good show. We've got uh, Patty Dawson up first. I'm going to introduce her in just a second. And at the half, we've got Autumn Cam- uh, Connolly. Um, we're going to be talking about the power of plants and the calming benefits uh, that houseplants have along with healing gardens uh, that help you thrive. So we're going to talk all about the power of green and the power of plants. And But we've got Patty Dawson up first. Patty, how are you doing? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing great, doing great, and it's great to have you here. Uh, let me introduce you. So Patty is the president of Dallas Dogger, a group of dedicated animal-loving volunteers who help rescue dogs in the southeast Dallas area. Patty started volunteering with Dallas Dogger in 2014 and began running the operation in January of 2016. And when she's not rescuing animals, Patty is a behavior specialist, wife and mom. Their website is Dallas Dog, R-R-R, like Dallas Dog, org. <laughs> yeah, Dallas Dog RRR, uh, dot org, and it's always great to have her with us today. We're getting a Dallas Dogger update, and so many people out there listening, uh, Patty, saw that video yesterday of a Dallas man dumping his German Shepherd 
on the side of the road and driving away. It was absolutely heartbreaking. So many people are very upset about it. The video is making headlines around the world. So how common is this problem, especially here in Dallas, in that area that we all know all too well, right, Patty? Yeah, um, it's a very common, actually, and unfortunately, it's becoming more and more common. It's, I mean, when our rescue started rescuing off of Dowdy Ferry, that's how we got into rescue. Um, my first rescue with the rescue was down on Dowdy Ferry, so yeah. um, it's it, it's a pretty common uh, problem. We have lots of cameras set up there. The Dowdy Ferry Commission has been working really hard to. Um, get the city to prosecute, get the city to follow through, um, and, you know, try to try to bring more awareness. Oh, yeah. Did they find the guy yet? Does anybody know? Did, they, did anybody identify him yet? And, uh, yeah, I'd like, th- does anybody know, Patty? I do not believe um, at this time um, they're letting any information out, but I do know that... Um, I know that Jeremy has been on top of it. Uh, Jeremy Voss is one of the uh, founders of the Daddy Ferry Commission, mm-hmm. and um, I do believe they are working very closely with the police. Mm, yeah, he's the most wanted man in Dallas right now, maybe in the whole world. <laughs> I swear, I wanted to kill him last night myself, or just t- you know oh, dump him somewhere in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and I don't know if you could see that video, but that video unfortunately didn't have the sound. If you go. Um, to YouTube, there's the actual footage of the, them dumping the dog, and there was somebody yelling at the guy from across the street saying, no, 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 don't leave you. So no, I heard that. The whole thing. Yeah, yeah, and I'm so glad they have cameras down there. So maybe, just maybe, this guy will be will will be held, really be held accountable and punished for what he did. And that maybe other people out there that think that this is okay to do this to a, a poor little animal. I mean, it, it, it's not shocking. You and I know we've worked with animal organizations for years. We've seen it all, you know. But uh, you know, what's the penalty, Patty, for dumping an animal in Dallas like what that 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 man did? It's not really, there is no real, I mean, they'll get fined. There's no jail time or anything like that. They usually receive a fine. I mean, it is illegal to them, but it's, it's minimal. I think they get like, wow. Like $500,000 fine, if that. Hey, Patty, you know. we, we have really bad static. Can't, I can't hear. We're going to have to go to break. We're going we're gonna to have to go to break, or I don't know. I know you were driving and you're on your cell phone. Let's just go to a quick break. Let's go to a quick break, and maybe you can pull over, and we'll be right back, everyone. Stay tuned. You're listening to Patty Dawson on One Life Radio, and there you go. I go to break, and it clears up. Should we go to break or not, Jerry? Yes, we go to break. I turned go it to down. Break. Oh, okay. All right. We're going to break. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. If you missed the show, not to worry. You can always catch the podcast after the broadcast at OneLifeRadio.com or your favorite podcast app. Be sweet, Barricade. <laughs> Miss a day? Miss a lot. Subscribe to the Defender newsletter at childrenshealthdefense.org to stay on top of the news that matters to you. And tune in every Monday for updates on the Defender's most read news of the week with Mary Holland, president of Children's Health Defense. For the stories you don't want to miss, go to childrenshealthdefense.org and sign up for the Defender newsletter today. Crazy Waters benefits have a history that runs deep. The legend is that in 1881, a woman who suffered from dementia would sit by the well and drink the mineral water all day long. People began to notice that the woman was not so crazy anymore. Had the well gotten rid of her crazies? 
the well became known as the Crazy Well, and people from all over flocked to this magical place. Back in 1904, the famous mineral water company began bottling and distributing its mineral water. The benefits of these minerals all feed your body and mind what it craves. It's a natural sports drink without all the disruptive artificial flavors and sugars. You can find Crazy Water by visiting their website, drinkcrazywater.com. That's drinkcrazywater.com. This is Alec Baldwin. There are lots of ways to show you have style. Wearing fur isn't one of them. Each year, millions of animals are drowned or beaten to death in the wild, or gassed or electrocuted in captivity for their coats. Cruelty is one fashion statement we can do without. Please help the animals by joining people for the ethical treatment of animals. To find out how you can help, visit furisdead.com or call 757-622-PETA. Back with more positivity pouring out your speakers. It's One Life Radio. Welcome back <laughs> to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette with Jerry and Marie and Patty Dawson. She is the president of Dallas Dogger, and we are talking Dallas Dogger update and talking about the horrible video that went worldwide of a man dumping his dog yesterday in Downey Ferry Road, which is a very infamous part of Dallas. Anybody uh, in the animal business, if you will, animal rescue business, knows all un- uh, knows all about it. Unfortunately, that's right? just another <laughs> thing it's infamous for. Yeah, I know, right? No, and that's actually where we found uh, that same areas where I got Isra from and Henry and then those other two dogs that I got spayed and neutered um and I mean it's just it's never ending and it's been that way since I moved to Dallas years and years ago uh and opened the first pizza patron so you know Patty I don't know what we can do about it uh, what 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 is it what's the hold up <laughs> well I mean uh- in, in a lot, they've made a lot of progress. I don't know if you story, saw the story about a year ago where the guy dumped the two Pyrenees puppies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing, made headlines, um, and he, he um, killed those puppies. Um, he actually was charged, and that is in the same location. So they're making more and more progress catching people. Yeah. Um, you know, and people in that area are becoming more and more aware and helping the process. So I think, again, it's just bringing awareness. Letting them know you'll be charged. I'm going to charge it. A fine yeah. is a fine. You know what I mean? Oh. Like eventually, but it's it's coming. But I think right now it's just a difficult time, and people feel desperate, and they feel like if I dump it, I think it's like a catch-all. Like we catch those dogs, they dump, so they feel yeah. like somebody will save them. But yet there's not a lot of resources out there for people either. Uh. Like they're desperate, and I think some people are like, I'll just dump them, and hopefully somebody else will pick it up. But it won't be my problem anymore. Yeah. That's a terrible way to think about it, um, but it, ignorance is bliss, right? Um, but, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I don't make excuses for it. I think it's really wrong. I, I don't think it's okay to, to, to dump an animal under any circumstances. But as Absolutely you said, you, not, know, yeah. you know, people, desperate people do desperate things. And so, you know, you give them a little bit of grace. But I'm just afraid, you know, if the word gets out, like, among these people that are capable of doing something like this, that they say, oh, well, we can't do it at Dowdy Ferry Road, but we have another uh, place you can go here. Um, I mean, how, how do people know? How do they, is it like on the street talk? I, think, I mean, how do they know? <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of the problem with Dowdy is it's right off of I-20. So oh, it's yeah. easy pull yeah. off 
hidden yeah. road. There's not a lot there. There's cameras all over that area, not just in that area. Yeah. So we have found area. They do move long, and we have found different areas. And as soon as we an area is alerted, we immediately get cameras up in that area, and they mm-hmm. have a watch force that goes mm-hmm. out there. Mm. But it's like anything, you know, you get, you find the secret, it gets, you know, I always say when we had parties as a kid, right? They find out where you're having parties, they just move to a new location. Yeah. Or who's got the best Halloween candy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, have, I, have, I have to think there's got to be packs of dogs in that yeah. whole area. Is there? That, that's probably another, another issue. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but it's, it is an issue. That's for sure. And so, you know, uh, I don't know. What do you what are what are the solutions to this, Patty? How can we as a society, what are some of the solutions? What can we do? I mean, I think some of it is that we have to um continue to make awareness. I think that, you know, we scrutinize people for surrendering their dogs to the shelter, right? They give up. Right. But what do you do when you can no longer take care of your pup, right? You, yeah. There are people that no longer can do it. And I think as a society we have to um you know, I, I think, you know, resources, we've been working really hard on our website with options of what you can do when you can't mm-hmm. take care of your pet anymore, um, you know, help provide resources. I think we need more supports just like we do for people, for people that have animals, yeah. like food banks and things like mm-hmm. that that can't mm-hmm. afford it. Like we've mm-hmm. started paying for pet deposits. Right. Um, providing their bedding wow. so they can keep it, giving them food because people are struggling. And what's the first thing to go? Mm-hmm. If you can't afford your own food and your own yeah. rent, what's going to go is your dog. And unfortunately, you know, I think that it just it comes down to continue to educate and you're going to always have, you know, that moron. Well, that and I, and I think, dog. yeah, and I think it depends upon the person. I mean, there are some people out there. I know Jerry is definitely included in this right along with me. You know, I'd be out on the corner begging for dog for my food. I mean, for, for food <laughs> before I would get rid of my any of my any of my, any of my pets. Sorry. Uh, or and if I only had one, I mean, there's no way I would get rid of it. But the, everybody's different. Right. I mean, we, we've become a throw. Part of the problem is we have become a throwaway a society. Throwaway society. Yes. We throw mm-hmm. away people. Instant. We throw we away. Instant. Yeah. Instant and, immediacies. Like yeah. when dogs get returned to the rescue and yeah. you ask why, the number one question I've been getting is, well, it's not potty trained. It does this. It does that. I'm like, yeah. you, you can do training, but you still got to work with it. It's like a kid. Right. I yeah. told one adopter, I said, I'm a teacher. I teach your kid to read. I didn't just hand them facts and say, mm-hmm. go learn. Oh, you didn't learn. You're stupid. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. I would never give up on a kid. We keep teaching them. We keep working with them. But I think to answer, you know, kind of to go a little bit deeper, in Texas, dogs are property. We've talked about this so many mm-hmm. times. The mentality. So until we change that men- mindset, that mentality, that enforcement of mm-hmm. laws and stuff like that and put higher penalties, which isn't going to well, happen when it's property. Yeah, this I, attitude I is pervasive, though, don't you think, in our whole society, in our whole world? Oh, absolutely. I mean, look at, it's a trickle down from the top. I was thinking about this very intently the other night about how, you know, I was, I saw something, I think it was, uh, it was, it was like veganola or, you know, pita or something like that. And you can, you know, make, and I don't, a lot of people that are vegan, you know, get high up on their horse and they don't understand that not everybody feels that way. But the one thing I think we can all agree on is that animal cruelty is wrong, whether it is a pig in a pig factory or it's your puppy in your backyard, it's a trickle down. But if we're going to allow 
big factories to farm uh, pigs and cows and chickens and treat them horribly, terribly, put them in these confinement cages and keep their, I mean, it's just disgusting what goes on. And though if that kind of attitude is okay, if we as a world are going to accept that, how can we ever really think that people are going to value animals and make the association in general between Absolutely. a pig and your dog, right? We have to change that first. And, and us. I mean, look, it's coming down to us because that kind of mentality will even destroy the human race. And it has where big companies don't care if they're poisoning you or causing death or destruction to the earth or other people. Right. And so it's a world problem that we're talking about here. You agree with that craziness? <laughs> I just spewed oh, out. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's a society. I mean. It, it, yeah, it, it, like you said, it's society. It comes down all the way down to government, but but it comes down to the people, and it's a society world, you know, right? We yeah. live. We have to, you know, hope that people will make the best call or make right. the right decision, and if, you know, it's extremely difficult. Yeah, if you're okay with a steak on your plate that you know that that animal was mistreated and tortured, or a, a pork rib or whatever it is, um, pigs are especially tortured, and the dairy industry is horrible too. We all know that. But if you're okay with that, then they're coming after you next. That's how I feel about it. You know? Right. Well, that's why they go to such great lengths <laughs> to hide, to it. hide yeah. what's happening, yep. and they make the food yep. look like something different and mm -hmm. not like what it really is. It, and yeah. Packaging with a little pig in yeah. the field and you got to speak with your feet <laughs> speak with your wallet right and let uh, let these big companies know but then again same problem patty when somebody's starving and they want to eat it's hard to convince them like hey you can't eat that steak because the animal was abused right um it, it's a it's a problem it's just a problem a world problem so um and we went down this road where how do we go back what do we, what do we want to talk about next before we go to break well, we Patty, I've got an email about you guys, how many dogs that you guys have been helping recently that have had some serious injuries or uh, medical issues. And what is your suggestion? We for can barely hear you, Marie. Speak up, oh. Tom. Okay. What is your suggestion for uh, people that have pets that have some serious medical issues that they just can't afford? You know, it's funny. Real quick, I know we're going ready to break, but like we were just talking, I said, you know, we're the other day I was handed in, like, we've had seven dogs that were at the ER, and our bills that we still owe is close to $30,000. Wow. And I have had, I had a dog that had part of it, and the ER went in and they handed me a bill for $8,000. Wow. I mean, we get a discount of 25% at this place, but most places it's 10 and But they're higher priced than others. I literally looked at them and said, I about wanted to, I know I have donors that will hopefully donate toward that. If you handed me that bill and I was an individual, oh yeah, I don't. I yeah. can totally understand why someone is so desperate to say you have to euthanize that I can't pay for that dog. Yeah, like, I can totally get where I had a dog with the dog flu. The, the bill was thirteen thousand dollars. Jeez, I had a dog that had a spay and ended up with aspiration pneumonia, and somehow or another got an autoimmune where it started fighting her blood cells, and she had to mm -hmm. have two transfusions. Mm -hmm. And it cost me thirteen thousand mm -hmm. dollars. I don't know how. I mean, the the vets have to make money. I totally get it. They, people think vets make more money than they do, and they don't. They do. Yeah. You I know, mean, they do think that, but it's true. They, they do don't think it, but it's not. You know, the, maybe the corporations do, but the actual vets don't. And yeah. I can't imagine knowing you're handing a bill to somebody and them saying, "I can't. I I, I want to cry with my bills that I have. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. lose sleep and." 
I have a rescue and people that will help support us for the most part. Um, but it's, it's, I don't know. I can't even imagine. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, so there are programs that support, but it's tough and and it's a lot of people asking for money right now. And so Mm -hmm. it makes it just a little bit harder. I had to do that myself once with Jack. Do what? Make a decision as I, to... I had, I had to, well, I mean, that decision was coming, but before I did that, I got online and I made a post and uh, somebody set up a GoFundMe mm-hmm. and people were like, no, we can't have this. So they donated enough money that it took care of everything and I was able to do it. But that that decision was coming. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. but it's but it's tough. But you fortunately had a group of, and we tell people to do that. Like I said, your friends yeah. might help you. There are, you know, don't don't, you know, it's a it's a last last hope. But somebody will help, mm-hmm. maybe, you know. And it's just hard because they want the money before they even work on that dog to save mm-hmm. its life. And I can mm-hmm. imagine how hard it is for you know a lot of folks out there. I have a small modicum of fame to help me out with that sort of thing, and I just yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah. Just how hard it is for some Well, folks. I, in general, I don't believe in those emergency hospitals. I think that they just really take advantage of people and their emotions. Uh, I had an emergency here the other night at my house, and uh, I won't go into great detail, but uh, the bill from my veterinarian was $1,200, $1,221, which was a which was a bargain compared to what it would have been if I took, had taken uh, my dog, uh, Brad, to an emergency clinic. Um, he lost his eye, okay? Um, but uh, I did not take him. There's an emergency clinic. Literally, I could throw a football almost if I had Troy Aikman's arm and hit the front of the building <laughs> from my house. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't take him there. You know, I waited, and I, I, I held him throughout the night and made sure he was okay. And I, first thing in the morning, took him to my regular vet. I think that's uh, sometimes a, a judgment call you can make if you— it's good to keep, like, Rimadyl on hand so you have, like, painkillers for uh, your animals, especially, you know, someone like you or me, Patty. We're more, we're more familiar with that because we're constantly dealing with injured and uh, homeless pets that uh, need placement or foster dogs and cats. But, uh, but yeah, I think that uh, you should stay away from emergency clinics. They're a big ripoff, and I'm just going to say it. Most people know it, but there's a lot of people that don't. They take advantage of you and your emotions. And, and to the tune of thousands and thousands of dollars. Would you yeah, agree with me on that? I mean, sometimes you don't have a choice, right? Like the dog is dying. You don't have a choice. Um, and, you know, some of these, like the one that I took with the, the aspiration pneumonia, the, she would have died if I didn't have the ER. Um, so when you go there, though, you just have to be, like you said, they play with your emotions. So if you go in, oh, yeah. like, no, you don't need all of that stuff, but the bill's still going to be this. It, it's, you know... It's yeah. hard. It's just hard. And, and so, like you said, if you don't know, you don't know. What do you know? Well, you don't yeah. know, right? That's Someone why told- I like. That, sorry, that's why I like no. my vet, uh, Hillside Veterinary Clinic. They're mm-hmm. open twenty four seven. There's none mm-hmm. of that emergency room well, we stuff. Use the urgent, I don't, uh, urgent animal um, of Dallas. They've got two locations now, and they're looking at a third. They're open from eight in the morning till ten at night. Mm-hmm. They are phenomenal. They're the original doctors from Hillside before Hillside went corporate. Uh-huh. And they opened up. And when I say they are even sometimes cheaper than my regular vet, oh, I wow. highly, highly recommend them. Oh, nice. Um, and they're so nice. Um, it's pretty quick. You don't wait. We had a dog with an obstruction. It cost us like $1,500, where the ER mm-hmm. would have been 5000 and our vet would have been a little bit cheaper, but mm-hmm. it was a great price, great wow. service, and amazing doctors. Dr. Yeah. Roberts, one of the owners, is phenomenal. Nice. It's a great resource. These urgent vets that are opening, 
are a quick fix for those dogs that are after hours. Mm-hmm. They don't hold overnight, so if it's an, but it is a amazing resource. Well, good. I'm going to reach out to them to see if they want to sponsor Furbulous Fridays. We're looking for a new uh, sponsor right now. Amazing, absolutely (laughs) amazing. So, I mean, I'll send you over their information. Dr. Roberts is amazing. Uh, sounds like it. Sounds like it. And we need more. We need more people like that on Earth. People that really love and care and respect animals, which is what the Furbulous Friday is all about here on One Life Radio. And I certainly respect you, Patty, and all the work that you've done over the years and uh, and uh, helped me out before as well. So thank you so much for everything that you You're do, welcome. sister. And you have yes, a wonderful weekend. <laughs> all right. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. We'll, we'll talk to you later, alligator. And <laughs> be sweet, right. parakeet. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back, everyone. Autumn Conley's coming up, The Power of Plants. Stay tuned. You're listening to One Life Radio. Follow us on social media at One Life Radio. Get ready to optimize your health at KetoCon 2023, April 21st through the 23rd at the Palmer Event Center in Austin, Texas. KetoCon is more than the ketogenic diet. With over 70 speakers and 100 vendors, KetoCon is the largest gathering of thought leaders and health innovators in the world, sharing the latest research and cutting-edge technologies to help you reach your peak metabolic health at any age. Now it's time to optimize your health at KetoCon, April 21st through the 23rd in Austin, Texas. Go to KetoCon.org by April 1st for $50 off a three-day pass. And for a limited time, One Life Radio listeners can use the code OLR at checkout for another $50 off your three-day pass for a total savings of $100. Go to KetoCon.org today, and I'll see you there. Want to advertise on One Life Radio? Send us an email, info at OneLifeRadio.com. Contagiously positive, One Life Radio is back. Everyone, welcome back to One Life Radio. My voice popped up there, didn't it, Jer? <laughs> oh my gosh, we uh, we are broadcasting live from Dallas, Texas, on iHeartMedia as well as KMET in Southern California. Uh, and it's always great to be here. We've got Autumn Connolly with us. We're talking about the power of plants with Autumn. She lives in the Sky Islands of Arizona with her four kiddos and her animal babies. She is the creator of Anvil Traditional Healing, a company dedicated to restoring microbiome health through diet. Autumn is also a self-taught vegan chef, a cereal gardener, and an avid believer in and teacher of the healing powers of meditation. You can email Autumn at meditatewithautumn at gmail.com. That's meditate with autumn at gmail.com or visit her website anviltraditionalhealing.com that's anviltraditionalhealing.com and she has one of the best giggles ever oh she does you say that every time <laughs> <laughs> i know she does she's amazing how you doing sister it's because i live in a house with four children we're like all set <laughs> <in that> giggle. <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh and all your animal babies so it's furbulous fridays and uh and you've got you've got some green babies too right the power of plants <laughs> you've oh. got Yes, indeed, I do. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, we're gonna. Be, I'm actually gonna be sharing some of the beautiful pictures that she sent me of her plants and her home uh, after we capture a nice little thirty-second bit here, a little sound bite, uh, I should say, of the show and uh, what we're talking about today. So, the power of plants. This is a. This is something that I don't think a lot of people really, really understand. And there's more and more science coming out every day, isn't there, Autumn, about the power of plants? 
Oh, for sure. You know, it's one of those things that we all just kind of take as a, you know, it's just been normalized that, you know, every some people have plants in their house and some people don't. And it doesn't really seem like it makes a big difference. You know, how could a little plant sitting there have a huge impact? But it certainly does um, from my personal experience and others that I've talked to as well. Well, how do plants make us happier? You know, I think it's, uh, it goes back to the same thing I'm, I feel like I'm on repeat about, but, you know, <laughs> our connection with our connection with nature or this connection with oneness, you know, this reminder subtly that we are all one thing, you know, there's not that much difference between a plant uh, energetically and um, a human. And it remind, helps us get out of, uh, you know, get out of our heads and get back to our roots a bit. Yeah, and there's science, you know. Uh, there's there's all kinds of studies published. Uh, there's another study that was recently uh, reported or published in the Journal of Hort Science uh, placed uh, workers in different situations, such as an office with views of trees and grass, but no plants, and then an office with the same view with plants, and an office with no windows, uh, but filled with plants. So the subjects were then asked to report how they felt, and perhaps not surprisingly, workers with a view uh, and plants felt the happiest, uh, but what's fascinating is that more people, 69% reported feeling very happy or, uh, or content in the room with the plants and with no windows than those who had the view, but no plants at 60%. So, you know, it's really yeah. cool. Yeah. How it affects it us, right? Cool. Yeah. I think it's all energy, you know, which is a, such a, can be such a vague term, but to me and to, um, and once you start kind of studying or gaining awareness on how energy works, it makes perfect sense. It makes yeah. perfect sense that, you know, there's more than just the tangible, visible object. There's this energetic field that will interact with our own energetic field to promote a greater feeling of well-being, a greater feeling of connectedness. And, um, you know, connectedness is what we're all really searching for, whether it's with our mm -hmm. own inner being or with the inner beings that are surrounding us and plants and animals they are so much less complicated than humans that it's easier to form a connection that has only positive benefits yeah and plants and trees do communicate with one another don't they Oh, for sure they do, for sure. You know, my daughter, she's 12, and she's been um, really into orchids lately, and she's had this one orchid for a very long time, and she, um, you know, it lost its, it lost its stock and, you know, stopped blooming for a year, and then she just, um, she moved it around her room a few times trying to find the best spot for it, but then for her 12th birthday, I got her a new orchid, and she, she said to me, well, I wonder if maybe they'd be happier together, you know, oh, and wow. so she put them, yes, she put them together and I wish we had recorded it somehow visually, but within a week, the orchid that hadn't had a stem or a stalk of flowers in over a year wow. had a new stalk and it was leaning towards the new orchid. Oh so, my gosh! Even in that the is... plant kingdom, they want to have friends. <laughs> no, I get it. And Marie's over there making this face. What are you <laughs> like smiling? But oh, what are you cry. thinking? That is oh. the sweetest our whole story. Family, collectively, our whole family, we were like, "Oh my gosh, it's happy! It has a friend." <laughs> then we named them, or Sally named them, you know, and I now they my have plants. names. <laughs> You do? Oh yes. The <laughs> okay. uh, the uh, peace lily that I got from my mother's funeral, uh, named um, 
I am having such a brain fart right now. That's okay. It happens. It happens. Well, I'll tell you, so my mother, when you made that voice, when you said, oh, my, when you're like, you, <laughs> my mother, every year, I used to pull the joke. you think she would catch on, but I always used to get her because I do it just a little bit earlier, but my mother loved plants too. But the gardenia plant was a big deal when it would bloom every year in our house because oh, we lived yeah, in upstate New York. Oh, I can, okay. You probably do the same thing my mother did. Oh, my land. You know. <laughs> Betty. Betty is her name. Wonderful. It's so rewarding when a gardenia blooms. You really feel like you've done something right. You're like, yeah. oh, I've got this. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so back to Betty, and then I'll go back to... So that's, that, I, that's how I feel about uh, Betty. She's a peace lily, so every time she throws a flower, because this, this plant came from my mother's funeral, and then she was at my house when it was destroyed by the tornado, mm. and she had an entire tree... And a five-ton air conditioner dropped on top of her, and they pulled the debris off, and she still, you know, she was all crumpled on the ground, and her and her pot Aww. was all busted up. And I didn't think she was going to survive, but I nursed her back to health, and today she's lush and green, and every time yeah. she throws you a flower, did. I'm like... You nursed her back to health? That's a really big deal. I bet that was really <laughs> therapeutic for you. It was oh, kind of, yeah. yeah. I'm laughing because I'm picturing um, some big uh, dude in a pickup truck driving around that's landed on 1190 <laughs> and listening to this and going, what a bunch of tree huggers they are. <laughs> have you ever hugged a tree, sir? You should try it sometime. <laughs> I have. I love hugging my trees, especially my magnolia ones. Oh, my gosh. There was one that got hit by um, um got hit by lightning back a couple of years ago and several gardeners said oh it'll never come back it's dead you know da, 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 whatever and they said the same thing about a couple of I don't even know these bushes these beautiful bushes that I have they claimed were dead too from the freeze uh, last year it survived this year too and now it's beautiful and it's blooming and to, the point is I believed and I talked to the plant and I hugged the tree and told him you're going to be okay and put a lot of energy and love into that tree and you should see it now. It is amazing and it's beautiful and it's strong and it did not die. And we could apply that to people as well, right? That energy from love that really can be a life changer. It can actually save your life, right? Oh, but, certainly. Yes. It's just the plants and the animals, they don't have those barriers up like people do. So yeah. the rewards are, the rewards Rewards are um, seemingly faster and um, more obvious. You know, mm -hmm. people are a bit more complicated with all the defenses we throw out, the walls we build. But still, I still am a firm believer that the people that you have the most difficult relationships with, you know, the only solution really is forgiveness and love. And it, you know, it changes the energetic tie between you and them and overall um, fixes things, even if it doesn't fix them in the way you may have wanted them to be fixed. Yeah. I love the way you are able to express uh, so many beautiful thoughts, uh, Autumn. We're going to go to break, but before we do, I want to get a. I want to get a. Um, we didn't decide what uh, song we were going to sing today or chant. What do you have for us that uh, that uh, is appropriate? Um, how about um, I like I like for the plant kingdom for the connectedness. I know I've sung it before, but Om Mani Padme Hum. It's oh, just yeah. a very simple, peaceful one. So um, it's one I actually sing to my plants. That's why it comes to mind. So I know I, I, I knew you sung. I knew you sung to your plants. I was going to ask you that actually. I forgot, but yeah. That's what okay. I was saying earlier. She's like Snow White with birds flying around her. She and... is. She totally is. You guys will have to meet when she comes to Dallas sometime again. But uh, yeah. So let's hear it. <laughs> okay, close your eyes. Big deep breath. Om Mani Padme. Om Mani Padme. Om Mani Padme. 
we're going to go to break. Plants really like be right that back. one. <laughs> we'll, we'll be right back. I like it too. <laughs> I'm green. We'll be right back, everyone. <laughs> you are listening to One Life Radio. You're listening to One Life Radio. Make sure you check out our podcast and get to know the show at oneliferadio.com. Hey, everyone, I have to share a story about how amazing TerraFlora Advanced Care is for gut health. So my friend Liz contracted a debilitating intestinal bacterial infection about a month ago. Her doctor told her she could have died if left untreated. He prescribed a strong antibiotic that treated her infection, but unfortunately left her with terrible stomach bloating along with other intestinal issues. I recommended that she take TerraFlora Advanced Care to help her replenish the good gut bacteria lost by taking the antibiotic. Liz said she could tell the difference in her gut immediately after taking the advanced care. Her stomach bloating went away and she could feel her gut working the way it's supposed to. She says TerraFlora Advanced Care has been a game changer and she won't go without it. I hear stories like this all the time about TerraFlora Advanced Care and all the TerraFlora probiotics. I have been taking them for years myself, and I encourage everyone to visit Enviromedica.com to see their full line of probiotics and find the one that's right for you. That's Enviromedica.com. We're back. More of One Life Radio starts now. Chanting. What? Who is that, Jerry? That's Enigma. Oh, nice. Sounds like that. I I don't know why I'm thinking. Oh, that's nice. The beginning is like Gregorian chanting, though, isn't it, or something like that? Am I? Yes. Am I? That yeah. I love that. I pulled that out of nowhere. <laughs> good. Good to know that my brain is working so well. <laughs> Welcome back to One Life Radio, especially on a Friday. This is Bernadette with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Autumn Connolly. We are talking about the power of plants, the power of green, and uh, it's just fun to be here. It is. It's Fabulous Friday where we pay homage to animals, basically, and the, and the earth and the environment and everything that is so beautiful and so valuable in our life. Uh, I don't think, sometimes, I think we just take nature for granted, don't you? And the powers oh, that God. be. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, there's nothing better for me than that. I mean, I don't, I'm sure you both, I know Autumn, you do, and Jerry, pretty sure you do. Marie, not sure if you do, but the second I walk outside, I instantly feel better. And I always have. And there's science that is very, uh, that's very real that I can't recite right now. I'm, you might be able to, Autumn or Jerry. Jerry, you probably can. What happens? Why do I feel better the minute I go outside? You know, I think it has a lot to do with a lot of different variables, but myself personally, I can say that it's definitely related to, aside from just being outside, but the, the sunshine, you know, and the, the studies that have been done on the sun are pretty impressive how it, mm-hmm. how it actually goes through your optic through your optic nerve and into a place in your brain that, you know, um, is responsible for your entire brain chemistry, you know, the different hormones that your brain is creating. And it stimulates you, your joy. Uh, 
Stimulates yeah, your what? Yeah, it really does. Joy. Joy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and, you know, just um, for, for our sound body and mind, just working in the garden can yield uh, a surprising variety of health benefits, according to this article that I'm reading about by Maya Kooks. Uh, we know that it's yeah. great exercise. You get the vitamin D, like you were saying, the power from the sun to heal your body and your mind. Uh, it helps for you with your sleep. It helps with your mm-hmm. stress. It's a mood booster. There's Probably also... Uh, even makes sex better, right? <laughs> well, is that in the article? Better, right? No, I, I, I added that. <laughs> I've had sex outside. It is pretty cool. Oh, I have too. Who? Ha- I think everybody has, haven't they? And if they've lived on the earth long enough, <laughs> and you're pointing at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> I was gonna make a joke about zucchini, but I'll I'll stop. Buzzing. Oh, wow. Buzz Ready to rein it in. It's a superfood. Did you know that? And she just keeps going. <laughs> well, you know what my nickname is, don't you? The Energizer Bunny. That's my nickname. Oh my gosh. And the Mighty Ant, both of them. But go ahead, Autumn. Continue with what you were saying. I'm sorry, we're crazy. Oh, today. you know, I, I've gotten into a habit. I've gotten into a habit of every morning. Um, while I'm right when I fix my tea, I I let it set on the on the table, and I have a table right by the door, and I go out my front doors, and um, we have a picnic table out our out off of our front porch that we eat meals at sometimes, but nice. I go and I stand on the very top of this picnic table and close my eyes and um, stare into the sun, and just mm. it, it just starts my whole day, you know, wakes me up, it gives me a little boost, you know, and um, on the days that I don't do it for one reason or another, um, I notice the difference. Even if it's cloudy out, I can still go out there and find where the sun is and just mm-hmm. trace myself towards it. You know, and it's, I got, I kind of got the idea from sunflowers having grown. I grew these mammoth sunflowers in my yard, in my yard that were about six to 12 feet tall. And wow. you can just watch their heads turn to follow the sun. And I thought, you know, hey, <laughs> maybe I should do that. <laughs> see what it's all about. Oh, yeah. You see that with plants, right? They get, gravitate towards the sun. And we do, too. We gravitate gravitate towards being outside. It's the most natural thing on earth. And, you know, in this article that we were talking about today, the power of plants and the calming benefits, uh, the house plants and healing gardens that thrive. And uh, in here, it talks about that plants uh, make us feel better physically, that it may be hard to believe, but your house plants may ease physical discomfort. Studies have found that just being in the presence of indoor plants can increase pain tolerance, uh, reduces fatigue and improve self-perception of, of health. Uh, people who care for plants tend to feel better about themselves health-wise. And uh, so, you know, how how uh, plants can do all of this is complex and it's not entirely clear. One theory behind it is that our innate attraction to nature along with the calming hues of the plants themselves triggers a physiological response that reduces stress and anxiety uh, as uh, noted above and promotes uh, a general feeling of well-being. That's what I'm talking about. Like the minute I, the second I go outside and I'm just looking at something green, I feel better. I'm very um, aesthetically sensitive, too, and I just think, I don't know. Yeah. I just, I, I love it. All the pictures that you sent of your home with all the plants everywhere, which we'll put on social <laughs> after the show. We're going to put all those p- pictures out there with a little sound bite uh, and encourage people to go back and listen to the podcast after the brass, br- not the br- <laughs> almost broadcast. Almost said the breast. <laughs> Man. <laughs> 
She made a turn in that direction, and she cannot get off the road. Oh, yes, I can. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm 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 choking over here, but yeah. But there are some plants that are easy. There's plants. Some plants are easy to grow, aren't they? Like and and vegetables and gardens. You two know that, Jerry and uh, Autumn. Let's talk about that. You know that zucchini is an under an underestimated nutritional treasure and easy to grow. Have you ever grown zucchini, you guys? I have. Yeah. Let's talk about it. <laughs> well, it does grow rather easily, but um, I found that it's subject to a lot of pests. So it's not something that I typically that grow is, any longer. Yeah. You, you, you've got to have, if you want to grow it to any extent for, you know, uh, every season, you've got to have a fair amount of land because you really have to move it well away from where you planted it the previous season because yeah. most of the pests that uh, destroy zucchini squash squash relatives pumpkins gourds all those kinds of things uh their larvae have a stage in which they go underground and so they come back up in the same spot there where you'd planted it the year before and there's this wonderful food source for them so you really have to move them well away from where they were the previous growing season if you don't have that kind of space then you have to wait wait so you've been a secret gardener this whole time and i'm just not finding out yeah i'm an urban gardener yeah. I, I've designed my own. How do I, own, uh, I not know this? I, 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 don't, know. I don't know. I've just. I've. I've. I've uh, <laughs> I knew you two would chat it up over this. I love it. <laughs> I've designed my own. Uh, my own garden. Yeah. Oh. And I'm into uh, companion planting, and yeah, I've figured out how to grow 78 plants in a four foot by four foot square. Isn't that crazy? What? Yeah. yeah. I can oh, see. Can you. I get a picture of this? <laughs> um, it's on my Facebook. I can try and. I can try and send you one. I have to get your phone number. Yeah. Okay. Fun. I like that. I like to know. I need to. I. I. I this is something that I think a lot of people would like to know: is that you don't need a ton of space. I do have a lot of space, but I also have a lot of children, so I'm always looking for ways to have. I'm Henry. My 13 year old's joke is always, "Oh, where are you putting a Where are you putting a new garden bed now? Like, where are you going to squeeze one in? Because I just like to have all these little ones just kind of in the unused portions of my yard. And so I love having small beds and seeing how versatile mm. I can get with them. Right. I combined the uh, French intensive method of uh, soil uh, care. And you do that in a four foot by four foot square, which is 16 square feet. And in two of those, one season, I grew enough uh, food in that for two adults to have two full servings of vegetables every day during the growing season. Wow. And I also grew uh, nine pumpkins, uh, seven of which weighed 40 pounds or more in that same year. Wow. In the same square? Uh, They were actually wrapped around it. They were kind (laughs) of a critter defense and, uh, you know, decor. It's it's part of the uh, triumvirate. You know, you plant the corn, you plant beans, and you plant squash together. Right, and right. Uh, and sweet peas, and they all interact mm-hmm. with each other and help one another grow. And then you surround the garden with pumpkins. Oh, I thought you were going to wow. say something else. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, you know what? <clears throat> okay, so some. You're, go ahead. I was just going to make the point, and I know you guys both know this, that some plants are better side by side, right? There, some, some. Yeah. Pl- yeah. So let's talk about that for a sec. We only have about a minute, but, but yeah. 
Well, that's what he was saying with the corn and the beans and the mm-hmm, squash. It's mm-hmm. like the different nutrients that they take out of the earth in, com- in combination with the nutrients that they're putting back into the earth basically make it so that there's this constant turnover in micronutrients so that all the plants are healthier. Plus, they, you know, um, they provide shade cover or they provide, you know, a trellis system. Right. It's like there's just all these different ways that they're aiding each other where you're not needing these external elements, whether it be a fertilizer or a man-made trellis or a shade cloth or something like that. So there's like this more sensical way to grow things that mm-hmm. um, make it just more natural. Right. It's the a sweet really peas, cool thing when you can do it. The sweet peas grow up the corn stalks. Uh, the beans um, are nitrogen fixers. The corn is nitrogen uptake. I can see yeah. you two on the phone for hours. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we're going to be buddies. They're going to be buddies. Oh, my gosh, what a great connection. Uh, they're like eggplant and spinach. <laughs> really? Exactly. <laughs> okay, how about broccoli and can- candidula or whatever it is? <laughs> or potatoes and marigolds. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. We could go on and on. Damn it, Jim. I hate that this show has to end. I wish we had another hour, but it does, and I've got to wrap it up. Love you, sister. Autumn Connolly. Everyone go to anvilletraditionalhealing.com or check it out. She sells her products at uh, Amazon as well. Okay. You get one body. You get one mind, and you get one life. Get out there this weekend and plant something or just get out into nature. I I agree. Yeah. (laughs) 